0: This is another edition of on Netflix. This is a show where I go deep, deep into the archives on of, of one of the biggest streaming platforms on the planet to mention hidden gems or experiences and things I've come across. And this is like the sixth episode in the series and, and I've touched upon comedy specials, I've touched upon documentary series, and I guess it's kind of a way for me to flex on my uh, old film school degree. Something that I written off and I said, what will this have any use in the real world? Maybe my parents were right. I get to apply it right here on this show. If you guys like what you're seeing, make sure you become a Patreon subscriber over at patreon.com slash Boys. We call it the Boisterous Crew. It's kind of a tongue-in-cheek name. Uh, you'll get access to the show two weeks early. So if you're watching it like now, like the first week of, of, second week of September, October, then you're pretty much in the Boisterous Crew, whereas those watching this on YouTube will probably get it a little later than that. Today's episode, I want to talk to you about the movie Shanghai Fortress. Now, this was really a challenge for me to stretch into another genre. Like I've mentioned on this series already, we talked to, uh, we did comedy specials, we did documentary series, we did uh, action movies. This one is an action movie, but Shanghai Fortress is a, is a movie that was made in China. It was actually made in the mainland. Uh, and so the characters, the story is in Mandarin. Uh... Foreign films are definitely an interesting take. I don't necessarily mind it as much. I don't mind reading captions when it comes to a film. But there's some people that don't really get down like that. Some people like having their stuff dubbed. And if you are, you don't have that option here. You pretty much have to read it in English. Uh, I'm saying that up front because I understand personal preferences and all that. But this is an action movie uh, in that big, quote-unquote, dumb uh, way uh, popcorn film way, as the Transformers or Pacific Rim. Uh, the premise uh, it's about humanity in the future has founded this this alternative energy source. It's called the Jateng or X I A T N G. My my Mandarin's pretty bad. I think it's Xiaoteng. Uh, and with that, it was it powered a lot of the future involvements of these cities, almost like Vibranium in Black Panther. And there is an unnamed alien force that's trying to harvest this energy from the Earth. So I guess whatever this stuff is, it's like intergalactic oil, right? And so these aliens comes down. Um, You must notice I'm not saying the name of the aliens because I don't think they do either. (laughs) It's just said it's aliens. So uh, cutting to the chase, I think overall my impression of the movie, and I'll get to the reasons why just a bit, is it's not that good. It's worth a viewing to see how other countries or other nations or other cultures attack the Hollywood giant formula. But uh, there's certain times for details that could have been great. Like even if the aliens got a backstory of this being, you know, an angry race from the planet Quad or something like that, that would probably give me just a little bit more invested. And that's really the first mistake. Now the book, uh, Shanghai Fortress, which is movie's base, Apparently was a big seller at the time. Um, the movie did fail domestically, which threw me off because I was watching this film and making notes and saying, "Hey, you know what? This isn't quite corporate tea." And I kind of write notes as to why that is because I want to give every piece of movie a chance to shine because making a film is pretty difficult. But then I watched, I read the reactions, I read the reception the film got afterward in China, and the publics were were pretty much on the same page. It felt like this wasn't a particularly good film, uh, they went so far as to say it was a departure so much from the novel that the filmmakers actually apologized uh, for creating the film, which I thought making our filmmakers apologize for making movies was purely an American invention, but that's no longer the case. So let's talk about what's good about the film. It's an hour and 47 minutes long, which is pretty much shorter on the action movie scale. I had missed the days when movies were 90 or 100 minutes and it was a good time. I think now we Especially in this country, we confuse spectacle with length. So this, to me, there's no reason why the two Avengers movies, Infinity War and Endgame, should be a combined five hours. Uh, that that to me is completely egregious. But <laughs> it was cool to see a movie that was a in 47. And some of the production design was great. I think the character design of the aliens were kind of fun. Uh, even though the CGI was was kind of wonky in times not that it was poor it was almost like the movements of the aliens kind of felt more like toys than actual creatures but the design was great the interaction was great the costume design the military personnel i really, really enjoyed uh the main character smaller like hat like but on top of his hair it was kind of cool um, and also there was a little bit of the, the palettes. if you're into cinematography and color use I think that's very very uh, good modern use of color uh, especially the high blues and grays as most futuristic films tend to look blue and gray uh, in this film too I liked it so run, the running length uh, seeing the spectacle see the novelty of, of watching another country's interpretation of the Transformer type Michael Bay film was great But that is at the expense of pace. So in this film, the first 30 minutes, there is an attack on Shanghai. Shanghai is one of the few cities in the world that actually has this energy source left because they mention all the other cities have fallen, which is okay. It's it's hard to get yourself out of the movie world into the geopolitical sphere in real life, but it's kind of telling when they say Shanghai is the most advanced city in the world. Shanghai is the best technology and the best personnel in the world. Shanghai is the last city to fall. Like I get it. China rules. Uh, So much so, they put a giant shield over the town to protect it from alien onslaughts because that tends to be the problem. And so in the first 30 minutes, there's an alien attack. Our plucky heroes band together because they're introduced in a, a single scene right before. They call out commands and they destroy the aliens and they go away. And you're thinking, is that it? In fact, I actually stopped the movie and checked the runtime on Netflix, we, what did I watched like a thirty-minute pilot. It wasn't a car. It wasn't like a cartoon-length show. I had no idea because it felt like everything was wrapped up in thirty minutes. In a lot of ways, it reminds me of the movie Hancock. I thought Hancock was like two movies into one. But what happens is after we accept that this city is so advanced, and we accept one scene of establishing our heroes at once was going to be the premise, then they decide to go back after that first ailing attack to talk about the relationship between all of our protagonists. Apparently there's a bunch of roommates. As far as it goes, there are a bunch of roommates and uh, the main character has a little bit of a crush on his older female superior officer, uh, which a lot of people didn't like that as far as the reception I read, but it's kind of cool to see like a reverse May-December thing. You know, the, the, the guy is like super young. She's more mature and she's in a position of power and he like likes it. And he likes her. And he likes her because of it. And so what happens now is that because the first alien attack gets dissipated and it's going on with all these interpersonal relationships, you kind of look at your watch going, "Okay, well, when the aliens are coming back, because now we've already seen them fight together. Like, why do I want to know what they're all about now? I think most movies kind of will sprinkle that in. You know, most movies will probably give you more of a backstory here, my dreams there. Um, in fact, there's actually one scene where all of the, the protagonists are together outside on the rooftop talking about what they would do when everything's all said and done and it, and it, they you know decide when they say it out loud, they, they go on the rooftop and they have a drink overlooking the city. And as a man who loves fast and furious, I can't complain about scant characterization. But as soon as I saw that scene, I go, someone's going to die. And then the thing is, we never really see them together again, except for like one scene where they're watching a news conference. So when one character passes, passes away, the movie can only go back to that one scene in the rooftop. They'd be like, oh, you remember that guy who died? <laughs> you know? So that was kind of interesting there. I really felt like that could have been saved in post. A lot of that could have been saved in post. If you really want to drive home the love story and, and the interplay between everyone in that apartment to make sure everything has weight. You could probably put that in, cut down that opening fight sequence a lot, so we kind of get a a taste and flavor of what the aliens can do. But like, don't spend so much time where you're going. Oh, I guess there's more, because everything else after that felt like epilogue. And it was like, uh huh, uh huh, uh huh. Oh, the aliens came back an hour and twenty minutes to go. How about that? But the thing is, though, I feel like cultures and cities and and nations this is where I'm going to defend a movie again, deserve their big dumb movie. I talked about this before on the show. There was a movie a couple of years ago called Red Tails. It was about like the Tuskegee Airmen and World War II. And it was about the, the, the black fighting squadron. And the movie was was woefully historically inaccurate. Uh, some of the characterizations were all off and the action sequence weren't even plausible. And some of the narratives were fit uh, and bended history to make that movie work. But at the same time, I do think it's important for people of color in that case, to have a big, dumb action movie. Not all movies featuring black people need to be about the struggle. Whereas not all movies featuring Chinese actresses and actresses needs to be about China. Even though this is called Shanghai Fortress and everything revolves around this town of Shanghai. And, uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's definitely a light, breezy clip. It's definitely a movie. I watched it on a Saturday night. I was... Uh, uh, attentive to it, but it's definitely a movie you could pretty much have on, because <laughs> the visuals are way better than the plot than the story. It's really a movie you can really have on and do other things, because uh, it does feel like it's many different movies at once. It's like action movie, then it's like young kid who is in over his head at work, then it's like romance, then there's like another attack, then there's like this city will rebuild visually speaking is very very linear very very quick uh and not deep at all so personally for me as somebody who is okay with watching movies that aren't that good to learn something new about different cultures and how they're the to film craft and as somebody who likes shorter films i'm going to give this a five out of ten five point zero out of ten your results may vary it may be unwatchable it may even be hate watchable but if you got some time, Shanghai Fortress came out late last year, 2019, uh, based on a novel by uh, Jing Huan, uh, which if you can get a translated copy of it, I would love to have your experiences with the novel as opposed to the uh, the movie. If you can, then let me know in comments below or hit me up over on Twitter at flobow or on instagram at flobeto and of course flobeto.com this is Flobo netflix this is why i get to wax filmmaking talk with things i found on the back catalog on the giant streaming service netflix until they send me a cease and desist until next time thank you so much support the show share with a friend and let me know if there's something you want me to tackle on flobo Soto netflix